What's up, guys? This is another episode of the Rad Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Judd. And I'm Rachel. What's up, guys? Super excited for this episode today. Super excited. Uh, Rachel, you want to tell them the topic that we're going to be talking about today? Um, yeah. Well, today we want to talk about kind of the similarities and differences of being in a white versus a Hispanic household um, and how it's affected our relationship. Cool. I think this will be a very fun topic. Um, yeah. A lot of cool things, a lot of cool questions we're going to ask. And I think a lot of people can relate. And I think it's just fun talking about culture and how they differ. Um, but yeah, before we hop into it, what we'd like to do uh, is share a quote. Um, doesn't necessarily have to directly relate to the topic, but just something that we want to incorporate into our podcast. Is this something cool, cool quote, something to think about? Mm-hmm. Stim- stimulate the brain a little bit. To cogitate on. To cogitate. <laughs> Let it percolate. Percolate. Um, so our quote today is by um, a friend of ours, uh, and it's, Life isn't measured by your collection, but by connection. I think immediately when I think of collect, I think of like reward, what you get from what you do, right? It's what I collect or gather, yeah. um, something I've earned. Um, so yeah, I think that can be like when I reward myself with, I don't know, I guess what we are naturally awarded when we work hard, even like praise, right? Praise yeah. and all of that. If I focus on the affirmation of that, um, then I lose the connection, I guess, with other people because I'm focused on being successful. Um, yeah. Or even the connection of the actual event that went on. So if I worked for someone, with someone, and get money from it, am I focused more on the money that I got or the time I was able to spend with the people I worked with? Yeah. So I think it's a good quote. I like that. I agree focusing less on the the materialistic materialistic mm-hmm. side of life and more on uh, just the relational connecting with people building great friendships friendships are gonna uh, help you be more successful I feel like in life mm. than what you collect um, there's that uh, Harvard study where they uh, I think they studied centennials people that were good got to 100 years of age mm-hmm. and this talked about one of the biggest parts of their health was the, the fact that they had consistent and healthy and just quality relationships mm. so collection is gonna have the biggest impact i think on our lives wow in the long run yeah pretty cool very cool I don't know. Yeah, well, the more you know. Stick the more around. You know. Stick around, you may learn some things. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. So, that's the quote for this episode. Now, hopping into the meat of this podcast. Uh, once again, the topic. What is, what's it like being in a white versus Hispanic household? Uh, what's it like growing up in those households? And then, how has that affected our relationship? So, our first question is a fun question, mm-hmm. an intro question to this topic, I'd say. 
Uh, Rachel, you want to share this question? Yeah. Well, I'll ask you, Jed. Okay. Um, what kinds of foods did you grow up eating? Did I grow up eating? Um, what kind of foods? Well, a lot of casserole. Um, <laughs> I think casserole is a very white thing. That's definitely I something. I made you a casserole. Yep. I mean, like quiche. I had quiche the other day. Quiche. Like egg casserole is like nice. a family tradition on holidays in my very white family. And they're really good. Um, very good. And, uh, yeah, let's see. I, it was very, like, not, I guess, I don't know if traditional is the right word, but I think growing up I had, like, hot dogs for breakfast. Oh, no, no. I had those dino chicken nuggets. You know those dino chicken nuggets? Oh, oh so wait, good. I had those too. Yeah, but I had them for breakfast, like before school. Ew. Like probably three days no. out of the five days of the week from like second serious? grade to probably like junior year of high school. Ooh. Yeah, that was like my meal. Um, of course, always with the ranch. Gotta love the ranch. Yeah, we had nuggets only at dinner. So that's very strange. To no, me. yeah, nuggets was breakfast. Uh, we had hot dogs sometimes for breakfast. Salami sandwiches how, were like how what we. Do you hot dogs for breakfast? I don't know. We honestly just understand. looking back at these things <laughs> that we ate uh, wasn't the healthiest. Um, and how are you all so skinny? I don't understand. I don't know. I just got added addition, a, a little dash of sexy when he uh, created. <laughs> What can I say? I was expecting great metabolism, oh, that's athleticism, you. all those things, natural health. No. Yep. A little, Sixty. A little sexiness. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Lord, Lord, keep me humble. But um, but yeah. So, like <laughs> dinners was like casserole, um, typical white food I think. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, that was, I think that's pretty much the, the most common things that we had. For each meal. Um, that are distinctly yes. white. Yes. Yeah. The that I remember having the most of. But um, how about you, Rachel? What foods did you grow up eating? Well, in a Hispanic house... Oh, sorry. You know what? I'm not going to say Hispanic because I know they are all different. Latinx is just very broad yeah. um, when it comes to food. But um, I would say in a Mexican household from Los Calientes, we had the basics always in the fridge or on the stove um we had beans nice always always had beans always had rice beans and rice um and then we always had tortillas always love the tortillas yeah and if we didn't have beans we had um lentejas lentils um or like it's like the same thing Beans, lentils, mm, Yeah, but they taste different. And the way my family makes lentils, like we make it with a bunch of other stuff too. Um, oh, we had um, nopales a lot. We had nopales salad a lot. I didn't know what that was before dating you. Cactus. It's cactus. Sorry, cacti. That's right. <laughs> Cacti-t- cactuses. You gotta be correct. That's right. You say it. Cacti. Cacti. Or nopales. Just nopales. Um, yeah, those were... I mean, and then, okay, one thing that I think was just maybe my family... Well, I don't know. I mean, hey, you should 
tell us if you know this is the same in your family but um in my family everything became a burrito or we (laughs) we ate everything with a tortilla nice so if we had like say we had carne beef meat some sort of meat um right and then we had like vegetables on the plate then we would eat we would eat vegetables yeah. and beef in a tortilla and then it would That's be valid. a taco um because a lot of the things we had were some thing we could put in a you yeah. know, burrito um but then even things like calabazas which are What's that? what is it Oh, I want to say pumpkin. It's not a pumpkin. It's in the pumpkin fam. Zucchini. We had zucchini and like corn and cheese and that stuff. And we put that in a burrito too. Which I think is not a typical thing that you see anywhere else. Nopales in burritos. Everything. Nopales. We even put... I remember... Ellos son nopales. I don't know. One word. We put, we put even um, 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 spaghetti once we had spaghetti spaghetti burritos in a burrito it's like spaghetti tacos <laughs> yep i think my grandma invented it dang anyways everything was Let's go, grandma. a burrito so i think that's that's cool now how has it impacted our relationship oh man well i gotta think? say out of all the questions that we have for this pot uh, this episode today I gotta say that this question, the question of food, has had the most positive impact for me <laughs> on a, with our, our relationship because I have been blessed. My taste buds have been blessed with the delicious Mexican food that I've been able to consume at family gatherings. Yeah. And not only what, but like the whole stereotype of like grandma trying to feed you and like you're not eating enough eat more oh, eat totally more. i was always we're always time. like okay judd you have to finish it we're not gonna take this home <laughs> judd finish it come on oh it's so nice it's so nice like i'm always i always leave full mm-hmm. i leave satisfied the food's always so so good i just feel like I've, you know the you know the movie the grinch yeah oh, sorry yeah it's called it's called the grinch yeah i don't forget the name i don't know why okay <laughs> moving on um <laughs> And he goes to, like, the festival of the, the Who's or whatever, uh-huh. and they are just stuffing his mouth with, like, all the different fudges yes. and cheeses and stuff. That's how I feel at family Custard gatherings. And... Yep. That's how I feel. Nice. Very cool. Uh, yep. Very much so. <laughs> well, I will say one thing on, on, on my side that I thought about yeah. um, was the fact that white food or like these dishes yeah. are so foreign to me. And like, I'm I'm okay at cooking the basics, right? Yeah. Like, okay, get a pot of beans going. Actually, beans are kind of hard to cook. Um, but like, we got eggs and rice and yeah. all those. Like, this, those are really easy to do, you know? And, and totally. they're basics. You just use a combination of the basics. Well, I feel like I felt kind of intimidated first started dating you and my aunt because like my aunt the second we started dating she was like all right rachel now you have to learn how to cook and i was like oh gosh what the heck i was like (laughs) we're barely dating this is not please don't pressure me um and then she was like and then he's not gonna just want beans and rice every day and i was like oh gosh honestly 
between the rice every day. Not too bad. Amen. Amen. But yeah, I think sometimes white food seems very intimidating. And it's good. I want to eat it. But I don't know if I want to make it. Yeah. Because it's scary. It's complex. I get that. Not always complex. I mean, you hear what I had for breakfast. You can satisfy me with some dino chicken nuggets. Ew. Never. No. Uh, but that stuff's pretty high in sodium, so probably shouldn't for my health. Ew. Wow. Dr. Jules. Ew. I sound like an old person. Oh. Gotta watch my sodium level. Oh, no. I do that to Isla. Um. So, okay. So, the next question. Next question. I'm going to ask you this one. Um, how about the size of your family? Uh, and was family a central part of your life growing up? Like an instilled value? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the stereotype is true in my family. Mexicans have a ton of kids. And yes, sir. Yeah, in my family, this is this remains true. Um, yeah. There's, my mom has a ton of cousins, um, and she has six siblings, um, and I think she has three half-siblings, I think, um, that are, like, her dad's children before they met my grandma, I don't know, all these things, right? Um, so it's very big, we have a very big tree, of family um and not that we're close to all of them um but that kind of leads me into the second part which is even though we were so huge Mm -hmm. all of my cousins and i were super close yeah we spent every christmas and thanksgiving together um and then we made an excuse out of anything to get together so it was like oh it's labor day like, who does anything on Labor Day? Well, we'll have a cookout. We'll, um, one of the uncles will start cooking ribs or something, and we'll all go over. My aunt, um, growing up, she had a pool, so we would, like, go That's over nice. to her house whenever it was hot enough, um, and just, like, all of the children running wild in their bathing suits. It was amazing. Um, and running inside, in and outside of the house. It was... Soaking wet. Soaking wet. Yes, it was a mess. Um, but it was great. Yeah, and then it's cool because, like, I have cousins who are old enough and um, to have their own families now. So it's like I have cousins, and then I have my cousins' kids who are also my cousins. So there's just, it's like multi-generational cousins that are super close. We still were really close. That's confusing. Um, <laughs> I know, it is very confusing. But it doesn't matter. It's honestly what we do is, like, if you're my age or around my age, you're my cousin. If you're older than me, significantly yeah. older than me, then you're my aunt or uncle. Nice. <laughs> that just kind of solves all of the questions. Yeah. Blood isn't it's not a matter of blood. It's just right. You're, you're at a gathering and you're older than me. Oh, hey, uncle, what's up? Literally, yeah, no, for sure, and that's how you, res- you know, you show respect too. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, how about you, Jed? Um. Well, a uh, very, very different. Um. <laughs> Let's see, uh, Rachel, if you were to give a, um, a, uh, guess, a guesstimate for how many cousins you have, what would you say? Ooh, okay, so, this, quick, quick, uh, I'm gonna say, like, oh, shoot, I don't know, I know, I think we, like, counted 18 of just the Luera cousins. Okay. Actually, that's 
I don't know. It, 18 of the cousins I would see at Thanksgiving. 18 cousins you see at Thanksgiving. Okay. Right. But okay. there's a ton more that we don't see that are with their own families. Okay. Well, they give you a good perspective on uh, a Christmas or Thanksgiving. I would see usually about three or four cousins. Uh, not that I had any more. <laughs> like... Like, I have, on my dad's side, I have four cousins. On my mom's side, I have three cousins. No, four cousins as well. Sorry, so I have eight cousins total. So, on both sides, this is 18 cousins, not including all of them. There's 18 cousins that Rachel would see on one side of her family on a holiday. So, yeah, just that comparison's crazy, because I, I, I have a very small family family i think a lot of white families tend to be uh, a lot smaller unless you're mormon um, <laughs> oh, um but a lot of times yeah you, you don't i don't i don't have a whole lot of cousins and so um i think family is an important part of my life growing up but i think just seeing how frequent um rachel's family like extended family meets up and hangs out mm-hmm. there's just this big like deep connection and and the quality of, of, of a relationship that she has with her cousins. Um, I feel like, to be honest, the only thing that bonds me to, to my cousins is the fact that we're blood-related. And as you heard from Rachel, like, it's not a matter of blood. It's a matter of, like, just the fact that you have a relationship, you know? It's like... Mm, that's true. The relationship's first. The, the fact that you're physically related comes next, you know? Um, mm. It's definitely different for me, I think. Like, I love my cousins. They're great people, but... I. I see them on holidays, we catch up about life, and then I'll see you next year, or I'll see you on maybe a birthday, like, probably a max of three or four times a year, I'll see cousins. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, obviously my cousins probably don't live, they don't live as close as yours, but they're only like an hour away, you know? Maxie lives in San Diego, and we still see him. Alrighty, so I have no excuse. No <laughs> excuse. Um, but yeah, and so I guess the impact on our relationship, um... Well, I think for me, being the very social and extroverted person that I am, I've very much enjoyed connecting with Rachel's uh, extended family. Hmm. Um, I feel like I've connected with a lot of them, built really, really cool, cool friendships, and yeah. Um, yeah, I've had a great time at family gatherings, and I think it's, for the most part, it's been pretty positive uh, being able to connect hmm. with her family for me on our relationship. Um, and uh, I always feel like I'm being watched, though, too. Like, this subtle, like, hey, Judd, like, what's up? Like, the answer. Like, not, like, an obvious, like, like I'm, I'm being judged or anything like that. <laughs> but I just, I, feel, I sometimes I can feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta be this nice white guy in this well, Mexican honestly, family. It's funny. I think in just the way that we love each other, we're honestly pretty, like... It's like if if we tease you, then we love you enough to tease you. Nice. Like it's almost like that is our love language. Okay. So the fact that they're like teasing you, I was like, oh, you're in. They're comfortable with you. They accepted you. Um, and if they find little, if they find little things and they like say judgy jokes, like it's not really that they're like judging you, but they're, you know, making yeah. conversation with you because they want to get to know you. We want to have that relationship sure. with you. Um, familiarity about the relationship anyways um, so yeah cool yeah 
Awesome. Mm. Um, alrighty, so next question. Uh, is it your turn to ask me? Yeah, I think so. Um, so what was it like being disciplined growing up in your household? Um, okay, yeah. Uh, so no, no chancla for me. Um, <laughs> it was a, uh, a wooden spoon, actually. Um, I did, I did occasionally get the, the spanking and the slap on the butt. Um, I, I like how we're, like, probably gonna get called out for <laughs> talking about... <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah. Different times, different times. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. So, I, I definitely experienced some discipline when I was younger. I was a brat and just a kid that loved to run his mouth. And so, mm-hmm. with that came consequences and... When the groundings or the um, um, like material punishments uh, weren't effective, then came the physical, and uh, yeah, I hated getting spanked. That hurt a lot. I was definitely the kid that was blocking, like with his hands and all that, or running away. Or, um, <laughs> oh no! Uh, but all in all, especially now that I've come to an age where they don't spank me, um, well, except for last week. I mean, I'm just kidding. Shut um, up. <laughs> have not been spanked for many, many years. Well, actually, no, that is true. Last week... No, no, no. Nothing to, nothing to share. Um, but, yeah, so I'm 21, so the last time I was spanked was probably, like... Or discipline, anyways. Like, 12 years not ago or something. Joke. I don't know. Um, and so... So, yeah. But but my point in then is saying that I have very much gotten away with a lot of comments and things that can honestly seem disrespectful and rude uh and i've kind of gotten off scot-free um Mm -hmm. and rachel's honestly sometimes heard that and just this is the dynamic i kind of grew up with um never was punished too much for certain things that i would say um not that i would say these bad things but just now having with you know, knowing Rachel's family and the way that they discipline, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I I got away with the comparison a lot. of what I get away with and what you get away with is dramatic. Oh gosh, I would have been smacked to Saturn by like, like if I were to grow up in a dynamic that you mm-hmm. have with your parents, because mm-hmm. I've definitely got with got away with a lot more than I probably should have. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Discipline was. Was, I, I still got the spankings and stuff, but as I grew up and grew out of that, it was I was able to get away with a lot of these kind of verbal things that I probably shouldn't have gone away with. Uh, so. In other words, um, he's still a brat. Oh no! <laughs> I've matured to some extent. To some extent, amen. Um, but yeah, I would say yeah. I mean, just like you said, I think I I did. I, I didn't get away with much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not in an offensive way, but I think I definitely had the more helicopter parents. Yeah. Um, I'm also a girl, so I feel like I feel like that does play a, a factor. Oh, like valid. Yeah. The fact that I'm a girl, so I don't know the idea that I must be protected. Um, sure. So there's that. Um, but it's 2021. You don't need. Pre- protection you're you're your own woman Mm. that's a whole other podcast bro (laughs) it's a whole other episode um (laughs) 
I mean, amen. I probably am such a feminist. Um, yeah. Anyways. Another podcast. Another podcast. Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. Smack on the mouth, for sure. It was... Soap in the mouth? Soap in the mouth, for sure. My brother, whenever he had a potty mouth, soap in the mouth. That's crazy. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it's like, yeah, I mean, it was like even a hint of attitude too it was like no you said that even if i said the right thing but said it with a tone or said it with an attitude um or didn't mean it then it was like okay that was not okay that was an attitude and then you need some time so the time out and then you come back and when you're ready to actually have a conversation it was like i was very held accountable um by the way i come off um, that I'm, I was trained to come yeah. off very respectfully in every situation, um, which I think has been really good because I know how to treat a boss and I know how there to treat, um, people, you know, that I interact with. So I would say that. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, that's our last question. Uh, we're going to go to this great question. I think it has a lot of cool, deep meaning to it, or behind it. Mm. Um, so did heritage or culture mold you into uh, the person you are today? Like your heritage, your Mexican heritage and, or culture, did, has that molded you into who you are? Like, is that a big part of your identity? Um... Yeah, and I uh, I think I I think it is. I think I love to raise my Mexican flag. Yeah. Um, um yeah. I, I I think it has. I think the fact that so many of my values come from just how Hispanic people are. Um, like how important relationships are. Yeah. Um, how just loyalty. Loyalty is one of the biggest things I feel like in Hispanic hmm. culture. It's yeah. just like the loyalty that we have um, to each other, um, to the people that we love and care for. Because um, I think, yeah, it, it kind of goes to like the love is a choice too. Sometimes you don't always love your neighbor and I think but we still feel like this is what we should do the loyalty is there um even if you know Esperanza down the street is like really getting on your nerves you still go over and visit with her and you know bring her soap out when she's sick and stuff like that you know what I mean like you, <laughs> there's still that relationship um cause I feel like that's just like what you do yeah um I feel like that is who I am in an essence in or I don't know I but yeah, I think that is who I am. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. Um, I feel like the Mexican culture is um, a lot more evident in Mexicans. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, for myself, uh, you know, you hear a lot of white people say this. I'm Scottish. I'm German. I'm did I say Irish? No, I'm Scottish, German, Scottish. Irish, and Finnish. Um, so I got I got Finnish. Not a whole lot of people are Finnish, so I wanna. He got a lot of ish. I got a lot of ish. Um, ish. <laughs> I'm here to finish. You know what I'm saying? So. Stop. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, my point is that I don't practice or 
partake in any of these heritage uh, heritages or cultures. Um, you don't I, identify. I don't. I, I mean, I, I identify as these things, but like I don't. Um, they're not part of who I am. Sure. Like who is Judd? Oh, I'm an Irish. This, this, and that. No, I'm. I'm an American. I feel like I, I would just say American first. Mm-hmm. I'm more Americanized than than um than anything. You know, I don't yeah. eat certain foods that are Irish. I don't listen to certain music that's German or or, or Scottish. Like I've I've mm-hmm. been I've been to Scotland and and stuff like that. But I've never I can I don't feel like this connection um or a sense of identity that comes from uh being Irish. German, Scottish. Um, and I feel like that's the case for a lot of white people. Well, like I feel like it would be different if you came from these countries. Oh, totally. Totally, yeah. If I was... Well, I mean, but, but for you, you were born here, right? You were born in America, and, but see, you're true. Mexican, and it's like you listen to Mexican music, you eat Mexican food. Mm, yeah. Like, so much of, like, your family gatherings mm-hmm. incorporate some aspect of, like, Mexican culture. Uh, you know, and so um, I think this is aspect that for like a lot of white mutts, you know, people from different places in Europe, European <laughs> Europeans, it's that born and raised in America um, for many generations. There's not a whole lot of connection to your heritage or culture. Yeah, it's like there, there's been some. There's been a difference. Like there's um, this. Sorry, distance from you and you know where your family's line has come from yeah it's and plus it's probably like way back when like you know you get into like ancestors that yeah, came yeah, from yeah. <laughs> these places so that's a long time ago um but yeah so that, that's what i would say i think it's um it's definitely affected um sorry it hasn't it hasn't affected who i am today uh mm. You know, I don't identify with any of these things in that way. So uh, that's how I think it differs for you and me. Uh, and I think it's cool to see uh, the connection that you have to your heritage. And, and um, it's, it's, I think that one, just the Mexican culture is really fun. Mm. And I think it's really cool to kind of experience some of that culture and heritage. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. I think that, that concludes... I'd say... I would say our relationship is that much more meaningful because mm-hmm. of how much we have to learn from one another yeah. and grow together and kind of this mix of cultures. I think yeah. is, it's really cool. It's like I get to teach you about my culture and I get to learn about how you grew up. Yeah. Um, and so in this relationship, we're going to adapt to, you know, both and good parts of both, I think. Totally. So I think it'll be really cool. Totally. Well, I definitely think that being in a, um, what's the word? Multiracial couple or whatever. Relationship? Multiracial. Multiracial. Relationship. Yeah, I think it's, it's cool. Interracial. That's the the word. (laughs) There we go. Well, yeah, I enjoy. I think it's really cool. A lot of cool things I can learn from you and I think it's helped and benefited uh, our relationship. Yeah. Uh, the food's great. That's the benefit I'm talking about. Let's be oh real. My gosh. It's the food. It's just the food. <laughs> Anyways, okay. guys, that I think concludes our podcast, our episode Woo-woo. today. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. As always, I'm super, super grateful 
for everyone that listens we each and i have a great time doing this yeah and we're super super happy to um just kind of share these things with other people it's yeah. just it's fun conversations it is and it's uh, simple so rachel you uh want to share our our mantra yep here we go guys you guys hopefully by now catch on that we're going to try to do this every time we close yes. out um but yeah we want to encourage you to always take time to relish in life's ambiguity this week awesome i well, love you guys love you have a good week see you later deuces <laughs>